hey hey what's up source nation it's your boy jeff the owner and host of source conversations and i'm here to tell you about our new sponsor for season three holistic remedy holistic remedy is a black-owned cbd company that creates natural products to make sure you feel good their catalog includes 150 milligrams cbd healing bomb 25 milligrams cbd honey and engaged sticks and hemp seed body butters and six extraordinary scents each product is handmade with love to relieve eczema pain um arthritis lupus general soreness and many more holistic remedies is giving everybody in social nation 10 percent off that's right 10 percent off on all their products all you gotta do is type in the promo code at the checkout and the promo code is hr meat saucy again hr meat saucy go and support uh holistic remedies is a black owned company and also keep supporting saucy conversations we appreciate all the love and support thanks a lot Social Conversation Season 5 Episode 7 And I got a special guest in the house But before we get to our special guest in the house I gotta pay some bills So I wanna send a special shout out to our sponsors uh, First, Holistic Remedies They got um, body butters, oils, all that good stuff CBD oil, you got any aches and pains Go check out uh, Holistic Remedies It's black owned, makes you support uh, Use that promo code uh, HRMESAUCY And you will be get 10% off at checkout that's HR Meat Saucy, and you get 10% off at checkout. Also, send another special shout-out to our other sponsor, which is uh, Click A Vodka, who's been down with us since season one. God bless everybody over there. Thank you for all the love and support. If you'd like a, a bottle shipped to your house, just hit that description below. Go to the Click A website, and they will actually send you a bottle right in front of your doorstep. 
I'm your boy Jeff. Uh, shout out to my co-hosts that's going to be here today. Shout out to Mac, Bernice, and Daddyus. We, we've been working. Our schedule's been a little busy a lot, so we haven't been doing a lot of <laughs> potting. But, you know, we got the the, the, um, the network coming soon, 25 Hour Network. So you're going to see a lot of more shows, a lot of more content going down. And also, we got, um, we got documentaries coming. We got uh, a lot of... Um, webisodes and, and other series like that. So just make sure you guys stay tuned and don't forget to support us at um, Social Conversations. Follow us on all uh, social media platforms and follow us on all streaming platforms as well. So I got a special guest in the house, ladies and gents. She's been doing her thing in the field. She's an American health and wellness coach. Ladies and gentlemen, Social Nation, we'd like to welcome Nurse Blue is in the house. Get a round of applause. Hello, Jeff. Hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing today? I'm great. And thank you for inviting me on. I'm excited. I have arrived. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to Social Conversations. It's a pleasure to have you here. You know, thank the month you. of May, we um, actually recognize uh, mental uh, health awareness. Um, which has been one of the um, big topics, big topics in the last couple of years of mental health being a discussion here, not just in America but nationwide. And it's a pleasure to have you on the show to get your expertise on how to deal with day-to-day mental healthness. So, thank you for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. And hello to your listening audience yes, and indeed. everyone who sees me. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, Nurse Blue, um, before we start with now and, and future goals for you, uh, let's take a little back because everybody has a beginning. Yes. So uh, give us a, um, a little bit uh, brief background um, of your childhood. Um, tell us about your parents, uh, the house, the household. Let's just start there. Oh, I love starting from the beginning, Jeff. Well, um, first of all, I'm from Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Yes, absolutely. I am a a South Side baby, legitimately South Side. (laughs) (laughs) South Side, like not too far from. uh, Well, Michelle Michelle Obama lived, and the Obamas, and so yes. So, um, but I live in Orlando, Florida now, and uh, my roots. In Chicago, it's quite interesting because actually, um, my second home was a radio station. So I had a really interesting background. Um, and my parents, originally from Mississippi, and you know, grew up in the Southern era where Mississippi was a terrorist state. And oh, yeah. you know, it's like America. My my father, I would say, is kind of like the Black Forest Gump for people who've never seen <laughs> Forest Gump. This simple man that has gone on and did extraordinary things using uh, what I use now, soul health to get there. Uh, so I was brought up among, I would, uh, I would say, uh, the world's legendary, iconic figures uh, because the radio station that we own uh, is WVON and actually... Um, all of the greats had to come through there. So I, I was surrounded by the brilliant and the broken in Chicago, right? And so it was like a Petri dish where it was a, it was a learning center um, for me growing up amongst activists, legends, 
entertainers. My father was a big figure in the entertainment business. And so um, he was known for originally crowning Aretha Franklin, the queen of soul. So I had a really interesting upbringing. Um, but at the same time, because we were a talk radio station, all of my life, um, I've been serving our community because that was, you know, that was, my dad was an entrepreneur and that was our business. And I worked in the family business for many years. Um, and just as most people, you know, when you're right there working in the business and around it all the time, you don't really know what you have growing up. And it was a talk station. So you're like, it wasn't like it was a music station at the time <laughs> when I started out as music, right? Yeah, and yeah. Big music station, all the big greats like Michael Jackson and Aretha, all of them came through there when they came to Chicago. But as I was getting older, it became a very socially active radio station. Yeah. And um, I was, I just kind of grew up like, what is all of this about? I was surrounded by artists and activists. And then really what I realized that much later on is that I was being groomed to be an activist myself, but an activist in health, right? right. So my dad obviously was doing all of this to pass the radio stations because he was an entrepreneur. So he had several stations onto the kids and I was trying to run away from it because I had been around in my entire life. So I was like, you know, what? I want to serve people. I want to make a difference. Um, and I really wanted to crack the code on how do we elevate the vibrational frequency of our soul? How do we become free? How do we become emancipated, right? And I thought health could be quite possibly the direction where I can get away from the family business <laughs> and be impactful, right? So I um, went to Hampton University, uh, got my bachelor's of science degree in nursing, and then decided to go back to the family business as opposed to working in a hospital, because what I learned um, about healing is that that's not what we were taught in nursing school, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and then later on in my career working for my family's business, um, I, was, I later was diagnosed with an autoimmune deficiency, uh, psoriasis. And um, that led to a really interesting path because I knew from going to nursing school that I didn't want to be on medications for the rest of my life to, you know, to manage it. Um, I knew that being on medication, harsh medications could potentially have, a, I would potentially at a later time in my life um, have a problem with my kidneys or my liver or some other things, you know, and I was I started looking for a natural alternative, right? So as I started looking for a natural alternative, my first question was, how did I get here, Jeff? Like, I, I thought I was doing all the right things. I thought I was eating well. I worked out all the time. Um, I was in my 20s, so it wasn't like, you know, I had gone off and I wasn't, you know, older where you start feeling like, well, I'm at the age where I start, you know, body start breaking down any of that stuff. Um but that led me on my path to natural healing. And um, over the years, I would just say after discovering how magnificent this body was, I kind of fell in love with the creation of this body, start respecting it in a way that it just kind of led me to what I believe I cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> It led me to a point where I became a spiritual activist, <laughs> a lifer, and Nurse Blue was born, which is 
you know, stands for build, love, unite, and empower people about soul health. So um, let's just say uh, it's all coming together. Why I was born, why I was born into this family, why I was, why I grew up in a radio station, why I was surrounded around a lot of adversity as well. Because a lot of times people think, you know, when you come from a somewhat privileged background that you have everything, you have a silver spoon in your mouth. And in my case, I was being prepared for my mission and that was to help people to release toxic energy that lead to disease, mm. reverse right. disease. So what that means was I went through a lot of low vibrational energy, meaning hard times, difficult things, you know, bullying uh, growing up. Um, um, there was a lot of drama that kind of took place in the family that I had that was never processed, that I had to deal with, that I had to process, that I had to go through, that was a part of my healing. And um, you look back on it now, you're like, okay, now it all makes sense. So here I am. I'm helping people get past the same stuff that I went through. Absolutely. How's that? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it ain't easy. So kudos to you. No. Um, Thank you. Growing up, um, like, uh, uh, what type of uh, student you was? Was you a straight A student? Did you hate well, school? Let me, let me just say this. I had um, strict parents, so I couldn't walk in the house with certain grades or, <laughs> or else, right? And I went to private school, so my father was like, I'm not paying for these. I'm not paying for D's, C's. C's means average. So I stayed in between the A's because let me, let me tell you what happened. I made straight A's like around first grade, and then they were expecting for that to happen every time. So I was like, let me shake it up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So the expectation wouldn't be nearly as high as it was. But overall, I think I did. I was I was pretty I was pretty balanced (laughs) throughout school. Yes. Uh, Did you play like any sports in in school? You know what, Jeff. I did not play sports in school, and that's one of the biggest regrets for me, quite frankly. Um, I didn't play sports, but I love to dance. I'm a musicologist as well. Yeah. Um, I am an avid music lover, and I believe in the power of how music can help to heal the body. So really, I, I mean, I love to skate. I love to dance. I can't sing, at least. Maybe I can. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm just too hard on myself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I really enjoyed, I've always been a people person. Right. And I love, um, I really love learning. So, um, but I did not necessarily gravitate toward learning um, in the way that I have right now to much older and until I was much older in life, like I did what I needed to do to make sure my family was satisfied with my grades. But then overall, I mean, over time, I developed this love and, and enthusiasm for information. Right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I became a little bit addicted to as I got older learning. Uh, did you have like a, a favorite, um, um, top, topic or like subject in school did you like to take like English math did you have any favorite did you have any mentors in school to guide you where you're at now uh, I had several mentors uh, because thankfully um, being at the radio station I was always surrounded 
around leaders. So just think about it. Every, any day that I would go there, I don't know who was coming through the door, who was going to be interviewed, right? And so whether it, it could have been uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson one day, it could have been Jill Scott, it could have been Emmett Till's mother, you know, uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan. So I was always in a learning, mentoring environment. Um, but in terms of my favorite subjects growing up, I would say English was a favorite subject of mine. I don't, please don't judge me if I start messing up my verbs right now. <laughs> if I'm, if oh, I'm you ain't the only much. one, I'll tell you that. I'll start messing up some stuff in a minute. Hello, and, yeah. and, and then my father, I'm convinced he just made up words. I'm like, Daddy, that, <laughs> that doesn't work out. But, um, but I would say I've always kind of gravitated toward um, reading, English, music. I wasn't necessarily a math person. Later on, I started to really fall in love with science. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a math person myself. I'm actually in school right now. And yeah, really. A couple of months ago, I took a like a that whole month. I had to take math, and I'm I'm just glad I got my seventy five. <laughs> I get my seventy five, now I'm gonna keep it pushing. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, math, no mix. You can't be great at everything, Jeff. Exactly, especially in math. <laughs> um, you you mentioned uh, music. Um, what type of music that you enjoy? Oh, I'm a music aficionado. Talk to me now. Um, Talk to me. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I grew up, obviously. My dad was a blues disc jockey. Mm. Okay. So I grew up. B.B. King was a really good friend of his. Love I was. Love yeah. Bobby Boobin. Um, so I was around blues music. Coco Taylor was a big blues artist who actually lived down the street from our house. So I can't say at a very young age that I was attracted to blues. But later <laughs> <laughs> but that was the music. You understand that was it now. Music. Right. Oh, come on now. Now yeah. I definitely understand it. Blues and gospel are the foundations, right, of how my life was built. I love jazz music. Of course, I'm an R&B. I love R&B. I love hip hop. I love hip hop that elevates the vibrational frequency of my soul. Okay. Mm. Um, but I also love, I like Bosa. I love, um, I, I absolutely uh, I love meditation music now and the in the work that I do. The um eight fifty-two hertz frequency is what I, I use to to really balance my body. Um but I would say if it has a great rhythm, I love opera, I like classical. I mean, I just have an appreciation for the power of the vibration of music and 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 I just respect it so highly, you know, and in our town in Chicago, Chicago is a big music city. So we were, you know, constantly going to music festivals and, and my dad was a, a concert promoter. So I was around a lot of entertainers my entire life. I wasn't attracted to the business, right. but I was always attracted to the art form. And even now, I mean, I create workshops um, blue soul workshops that are designed to help people elevate their um, elevate their frequency with various artists. I like to promote new artists that are not getting airplay now um, in which I, I, I simply don't understand why there's so much talent out here that's being locked out of the industry. Um, but hey, I, um, I'm a music enthusiast. 
I love music myself. Um, I grew up in a household where both of your parents had their own record collection. Yes. And they couldn't even touch either of record collection. <laughs> you, you had to get permission. Like, don't touch my records. Don't touch my. That's right. Exactly. Look, that's valuable, right? Yes, indeed. So, did, did, and, well, let me ask, because I don't know your age, so you, you look young, all right? So did you guys have albums when you... <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, my parents had albums that had everybody. That had yes. old Motown I, records, 45s. Come on. That had... Um, it was also my father's a preacher, so he had like a lot of gospel, like the Williams Brothers, yes. uh, the Joseph Mass Choir, yeah. Brother James Cleveland. There you go. Yeah, my mother's more like more like Earth Wind Fire, uh, the Jacksons. Yes, that's uh, when real that's when real when real music and that musical art form was um, that I, I would say the healthiest time of music for us. I would say it was probably the 70s. I agree with you. Drop a bomb for Miss Blue right now. <laughs> I agree with you. That is the best era. I'm talking about Shy Lights. Yes. The, dr- the dramatics, Dramatic. the stylistics, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Commodores, the oh, Delphonics, you name it. Al Green. It- Come on, Shaka Khan. What? <laughs> I mean, Tina Marie. I mean, it was so, Rick James, it was so much that was coming out of great music that was coming out at that time. The SOS band. I mean, we oh. can just name it over and over and over again. And let me tell you this, Jeff, this is going to crack you up. Um, my first dog was given to me by Don Cornelius of oh, Soul Train. Wow. He used to work for our radio station. Get out of here. Yeah, and Barack Obama used to be the fill-in host at our station. This is before, before he got Soul Train? Yeah, this, no, well, before um, Don Cornelius did Soul Train, yes, he used to be a police officer. Right, 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 I saw the, the, uh, the, where, the um, docuseries. Yeah, and he went off to live his dream. He had a dog, a, a, a German Shepherd, and he didn't want to take it. He gave it to our family. And so, I, I mean, I was born to help refresh and restore the soul. My father named Aretha the Queen of Soul. Right. Don Cornelius wow. <laughs> gave his dog the soul train. Look at deep. the clues. That is deep. That is deep. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Wow. I know you mentioned jazz. Have you ever heard of King Curtis? No. Enlighten me. So King King Curtis was a, a jazz musician. That's actually my cousin. Really? Yeah, so he, he used to, um, well, he did uh, jazz, uh, has a lot of solo albums, but he also did um, play for people like Aretha Franklin. So if you watch the Respect movie, she actually mentioned King Curtis because uh, the band that she was recording with down south, they they couldn't go on tour with her. Okay. So one of the road managers said, "Oh, well, we got King Curtis as a backup. That's actually my cousin. So you got a lot. Of, really? Check him out. Yeah, you got a lot of jazz. I album. am. Yeah, Absolutely, I'm gonna check him out. Yeah, rest in peace yeah, to him. That King Curtis. Yeah. So he was a big jazz artist. Played the saxophone and everything. Thank you for giving me that information. I love. I love checking out people, artists that I'm having, you know, not familiar with. So thank Absolutely. you for that. Absolutely. So um, did you go to college? 
Yes, I did. I actually, I went to Hampton University. Oh, Hampton. And that's, right. Yeah, and that's where I studied nursing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. See you, okay. Hampton. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was running away from home. You run, yo, you trying to get away. <laughs> I trying to get out of here. It's too short. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I, w- I wanted to really, you know, I, I, prior to going to Hampton High School, I went, to, I was in private school my entire life, but I was in Catholic school. And so I went to a pre- predominantly white Catholic school. So I, you know, when it was time for me to go off to college, I wanted to go and have a, a different experience. And Hampton was a great experience for me. They, H-U, did they fizzle? For my education. <laughs> so, did you, did it was, you join any fraternities? Uh, no, I did oh. not. I, I wasn't involved in any, you know, any kind of sorority life or any of that. Um, I, um, you know, once you go to school for nursing, it's like you're on a totally different trajectory. It's like they take you into that school and you are like on another planet. It's like everybody else is enjoying their college life while I'm, you know, I'm at a clinical. Right, <laughs> I'm waking right. up. Five o'clock in the morning, learning about the human body. So right. I did not pledge. No, that wasn't my. That wasn't my path. Right. So after leaving college, um, what was your original plans? What were you trying to? What direction you were trying to go into? Well, I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Even though I went to school for nursing, I really did not consider myself working in the hospital, and largely because I saw something during my time at Hampton at one of our clinicals, like you were able to go in and observe and um, it's kind of like a, like an internship for nurses. And I observed a hospital administration meeting while I was there and it made me extremely uncomfortable um, about what I witnessed. That's when I realized like you go into, most people go into medicine because they really want to make a difference, right? And that's when I realized it was a business. <laughs> That's when I realized that it it, is straight up a business. And I began to um, change my relationship with how I wanted to be a nurse, in other words. And and my father had created the path for me uh, through the radio station to kind of put some creativity around it. So when I went back to work at the family business, all of my clients, which were, you know, we were working with different small businesses, agencies, um, advertising agencies, corporations, small business, whatever. And I saw them as my nursing clients. Like I did the entire nursing process as I was helping them to market them, market their businesses in the community. And it just kind of worked out well for me uh, using that approach. And I've used it my entire life. So that's the one beautiful thing I learned from nursing is the nursing process and how it can be how it can be applied in variety of capacities. And, but my original vision was to um, either establish at some point um, a business for myself. Um, I didn't know if it was going to necessarily be natural or not. Cause I had not at that point been, it had been um, introduced to natural modalities. Um, so I stepped away, <clears throat> stepped away from the traditional model and then over time, as I began to grow and learn about this human body and and all of the all of the information I had never learned before, um, I decided to go down the coaching realm. So I am a health and wellness coach with a nursing background. 
And I think that at the time that we're living in right now, Jeff, I think that's what people truly need to understand. Like, I respect Western medicine for, you know, all that it has to offer. But I think it's healthy for us to have alternatives um, to, you know, what we currently have now. And I'm happy that I did what I, you know, I'm happy that my life took me down that path because now I think I can be an extremely valuable asset and provide people with relevant information for the time we're living in right now because I believe we're we're really working with expired information. Right. Largely. Absolutely. There's a lot going on, especially these times, especially the COVID. <laughs> yes, it changed the game. It changed it it changed the entire planet. Absolutely. Okay. And we're still, you know, I was just having a conversation today with um, a, a colleague of mine. You know, <clears throat> what people have to understand is that, first and foremost, doctors and nurses, um, our industry has shifted so much. There's a shortage of nurses in the hospital. Right now. And now I just recently read an article um, from the New York Times actually stating that there's about to be uh, over nearly 100,000 doctors that will be leaving the medical industry over the next few years. And people, the third leading cause of death now is it's, it's taking place in the hospital. The third leading cause of death. So you have shortages of nurses, uh, soon to be shortages of doctors. Um, and when you think about it, where is that going to leave us? Right. So it's important for us to return back to understanding truly what this body is, because um, doctors and nurses in Western medicine, you know, it's we don't heal. We fix. Right. Healing and fixing is two different things. Right. Right. And healing doesn't take place in the body. Healing takes place in the soul. Right, absolutely. We're not taught that. Yeah, we're not. You know, especially in our community, we're not. We we taught to like hide the pain, camouflage it, and just you know put on a happy face, a mask on, just go out and just handle your business. Exactly. And it it doesn't work out. Absolutely. And oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I was saying it's self destruction. That's. Yeah. And you know what? That is amazing that you would say that. I was thinking about that today. I started singing the song Self-Destruction. We're headed for self-destruction. <laughs> but when you think about it, the number one killer of humanity across the board is chronic stress. And I just can't understand why haven't we figured out how to defeat it? Because, I mean... Yeah, I mean, we we go after everything but the enemy that is taking out human beings left and right. And that's why really COVID <clears throat> has such an impact on people is because stress impacts the immune system. And for people of color, what people what we don't understand is that we have historically been under chronic stress and chronic stress can be passed down epigenetically. So in the womb, you can inherit stress and we have not been taught to process it and release it. We've been taught to cope with it and coping means ignore it, 
deny it, find a habit that can help you manage it, right? And it's not really managing it because all it's doing is creating another problem for you long term. And all of this impact all of this chronic stress, and this is my theory, this is Nurse Blue, okay? All of this chronic stress over time has created soul toxins. Soul toxins has taken us out. So explain to, explain to uh, the audience what is soul toxins and how do we get rid of, how do we flush out these toxins with soul? <clears throat> yes. Well, first of all, let me just say, that I have never heard anybody say soul toxins, but Nurse Blue, so I'm going to own it. Oh, yes. It's on this very <laughs> podcast, so if I hear anybody else, I'm calling you out. I know that's Nurse Blue. That, don't, don't swag a jack. Okay. That's right. Absolutely. That's all Nurse Blue. Don't take her that, bars. Hey, that is, that's, that's Nurse Blue. Thank you, Jeff. You're Thank welcome. you, because you know they will. I got your back. <laughs> but soul toxins, those are the chronic stressors that remain unprocessed, that are lower vibrational energy, that pollute the soul and then manifest as a disease process in the body over time. So when people, when you think about this, we we, we we can pass down through our DNA code through our DNA, we're so powerful that we can, and we're spiritual beings, first and foremost. You cannot heal a problem if you don't know what you are. We're not human beings, and I'm sure a lot of people know that, but we've not been taught how to operate fully as spiritual beings. So even when we say that, really, what does that mean? But we are spiritual beings made of a massive energy, Okay, we're a massive energy that functions on a frequency. You live life on a frequency, right? That spiritual being has a soul. That soul is made up of three parts. The subconscious mind, which is not in the body. The subconscious mind is not in the brain, but it is the one thing that, look at your life, whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent, it was created out of that subconscious mind. And though, and that emotional body, which was purposely shut down for us to become um, producers on the planet, right? <clears throat> so that's why we have unprocessed pain because we were genetically modified in our case to be enslaved people. So in order for you to be effective at being a slave, it was purposely, what was purposely done uh, was trauma. Trauma was a part of the making of the process of a slave, because if you have all of this anger and bitterness and stored energy, what can you do with that energy but take it to the field? Right. You'll work harder because you're trying to work out that energy. Right. Right. So it's and so it's made up the subconscious mind, the emotional body and the will. All right. Now, when those things are out of balance, they impact the endocannabinoid system which is the chief operating system of the body. Most people don't even know an endocannabinoid system exists because they don't teach the endocannabinoid system in our medical schools. I think now I heard that they're going to start putting it in books and they don't teach it in our nursing schools, but it modulates all of the systems of the body. So when you, if you need homostasis and homostasis means that's when your body is in balance. It's when it, when your body is balanced. 
right? So if you have disease, that means there is an imbalance. The imbalance is taking place at a soul level. So if you're going to heal the body, it requires an elevated thought, an elevated emotion, which means a higher vibrational frequency for you to do that. And what impacts the frequency, Jeff, is what we are eating and what's eating at us. Okay? Right. So when those things are out of balance, which right now in the world we're living in, when you look at the news and you're hearing about school shootings and mall shootings and all of this chaos in the world, you're looking at soul toxins and it looks like they're winning. Mm, absolutely. Especially over this weekend. It was like, like five shootings over this weekend. Yes, because we have inherited and sciences are stating, I've heard this several, many times, I've read about this, but we, our bodies are so incredibly made that um, it is believed that we have stored in our DNA. Um, there's a, a, a scientist by the name of Billy Carson. I don't know if you're familiar with him, oh, yeah, but please go. Okay, so Billy Carson, Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Bruce Lipton, um, these are, you know, well-renowned scientists that teach this information, but they're stating and proving now through their research that we have up to 12 generations of DNA stored in our bodies. So when you think about our people who have an enslaved history, I mean, think about of 12 generations of enslaved history. And we were, our people were enslaved much longer than we've been free. free. Mm -hmm. So that genetic code right now is what we are processing. And that's why the soul toxins are at an all time high. And that's why Nurse Blue is on the planet because I'm here to create heaven on earth because I refuse to live in hell. Okay. <laughs> Out of applause. Broken down, broken down. Um, my next question to you, what are, are some steps uh, to guiding the right person in the right way to start well, getting rid of these toxins? Like well, diet, what was the first thing they should do? Absolutely. The first thing they should do is decide that they want to become the best version of themselves. Okay. Because that right there, it all starts with the decision, okay? Then we have to own our feelings. And most people are not emotionally intelligent to know what they're feeling because what happens with trauma or what happens with, you know, any kind of major stressor for you to go through life, you shut down your emotional system, right? And so becoming emotionally intelligent you know, people cannot remain, we, we cannot, uh, we cannot afford any longer to be cut off from our emotional system. Our, our relationships are falling apart because we have all of this pain and trauma between us and, and that, you know, people are buying, people are getting married with the best intentions to start a family, to build an empire, but the soul toxins is disrupting the goal here. All right. Mm -hmm. Then the next thing after you decide and you start becoming aware that you're not living in peace and you're owning it, you that you're not happy, you're not fulfilled and you decide you want to become your best self. Right. Um, 
I think you should come and check out Nurse Blue at the Soul Health and Wellness Club because that's what I created for people. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I created for people. Um, But the the next step you should take is detox. Mm. You have to detox holistically, especially now, because the reason why we're we're filled with soul toxins because we're holding so much in and we were taught to hold it in. I mean, I came from a good family, meaning all the bills were paid. Um, obviously, you know, because we had, um, this, this, this business that was really giving back to the community, you know, we were well known, very well respected in the community, but we still had generations of soul toxins within. And when I tell people, I have actually, when I do my presentations, I show people my template of who Nurse Blue was before I was a narcissist. I was. Um, and I had to own that. And it was cultivated because it was nurse. What people don't understand is the reason why we keep hearing that word all the time is because that's the those are the toxins. Narcissism are some of the toxins that we're holding inside of us. Right. So after I decided that <clears throat> I was too unhappy to fake it. It was, I I couldn't buy it away. I couldn't travel it away. I couldn't date this person. It would go away. I couldn't buy a bigger house. I mean, everywhere I went, my soul toxins would show up and sabotage or I would move into a space of depression or anger or bitterness or guilt. I was living with this stuff. So I needed to detox my body. So nutritional detox is important, right? Because one of the things we must do with coming back into balance, we have to get this digestive system together. People are literally committing suicide and they don't even realize it, you know? And a lot of the foods, and I will tell you this, Jeff, my mother was an incredible cook. I mean, my mother could throw down, so I know how to cook, okay? But when I look at my family, we, we all suffered in terms of our health from great tasting food that was not in agreement with the way our body works, right? And it wasn't until I stepped away from the patterns that I was able to balance my own problem, which was psoriasis naturally, thank God, um, but also prevent. So the other side of it is that we have to get on the preventive side. You know, there are too many people who are being diagnosed with diseases that are preventable. 98% of chronic diseases are preventable. They are lifestyle related. Can you believe that? 96 million people are pre-diabetic. Yeah, I'm diabetic myself. <laughs> and type two, and let me tell you this, if it, is it type two, Jeff? No, it's just early age, just, just type one. Okay, all right. Well, I will tell you this, type Okay. Yeah. And then a lot of families, but here's the thing. Type two diabetes is, I mean, with 96 million people who are pre-diabetic, if they don't, and 50% of them don't even know they have it. So that means type two is, is the next stage. Now, once you get type two diabetes, that will can potentially lead to heart disease, which is the number one killer, right? Um, it can also 
lead to all, all kinds of diseases. You know, it's like it opens the gateway, right? So, but most people don't realize that until it's too late. So if we get to a point where we decide we want to become the best version of ourselves, we, we want to become the best version of ourselves, we want to live our best life, that means preventing it before it starts. And, and, and all of it is, you know, soul health is about loving yourself back, loving your soul back to health. No one's going to love your soul back to health. The doctors and nurses, we don't go to school or have our, or go to training to love ourselves back to health, but you cannot heal without love. Now, if you have, you know, a, a situation where perhaps someone is diagnosed with cancer and, you know, they have to go in and get immediate treatment and have it taken out of there, great. That That's when you, you know, Western medicine definitely works in that regard. But if you really do not reverse the problem that led to that cancer, oftentimes, unfortunately, you know, people have to go through it again. So I, I just think, you know, healing starts with self-love. And I had to learn what that truly was about. I wasn't taught self-love. I really wasn't. Um, and I think most people don't understand that power of unconditional love because we have never been taught the art, the power, and the science of unconditional love. And that's the most powerful force on the planet. If we knew how to operate in unconditional love, we could reverse all of this. We can have heaven tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you got to love yourself first before you go love anybody else. And really know what that is. You know, really understand the true and not only that i mean everything that we want will come to us because that's the highest vibrational frequency so if you operate in unconditional love you don't have to worry about abundance you don't have to worry about joy you don't have to worry about success and peace and love it's there that's the power of it but we have been taught to as to be in a state of self-destruction and self-destruction is the opposite of love, means to hate ourselves. And when you hate yourself, you can't possibly love your brother. And that's why it's, or your sister, or your mother, or your father, effectively. So I think now, um, given everything that's happened in the world, I'm actually excited about where we are, because now we have the potential to change the game, really. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like self love starts with love. So love is a, a action word. So you uh, you really have to do the work to you, get you where have, you're trying to go. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to do the spiritual work. Yes. It starts with you knowing what you have to operate based on who you are, what you are, what you are. And people unfortunately we're not gonna get that in our school system. Um, we're not necessarily taught to operate in that. I mean, even, I mean, our art form that you and I love and share, I mean, that's why we love the 70s so much because the 70s was an infusion of love. And when you really look at the health of our community over time, I think the healthiest that collectively our people were that the time period was the 70s. Yes. And mind, yeah. spirit, I mean, uh, life another, itself. Like the overall message in the 70s was, and my mother yearbook was called Reasons. Mm. 
Really? <laughs> yes. Reese is about to earth on fire. Yes. So if, you could tell just by having that as your yearbook theme. Yes. Uh, how the times was. The energy was so different. The energy was so different. So I think we can learn from history. I think that's a that's a really great era that we can look back on and see what was happening then that shaped the energy. And we can possibly, you know, if we learn how to build love, unite and empower each other, blue, and we learn to operate at the vibrational level of blue, then we can be restored to health, unity, and that's what true emancipation is. Absolutely, absolutely. 70s is the most simple era in music. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm, oh, I'm, yes. I mean, between James Brown, the Isley Brothers, and Cooling the Game, they've been simple over 5,000 times. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, those artists kept our communities healthy. You know, we didn't have life coaches then. And even if we had mental health, people weren't necessarily going unless they were forced to go because of the stigma around mental health. So music really was the tool that we used to cleanse ourselves of the conditions. My dad was a musicologist. He used blues music, you know. So uh, we had blues and gospel. That was our therapy. That was our therapy. That was right there, especially the blues. And- Yes. Like uh, Muddy Waters. Was, yes. Little Walter. Yes. Colin Wolf. Yes. And a lot terrible. of those artists come out of Chicago. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I said, you know, it was, um, it's so much, when I go into places and they don't have music, I mean, even in hospital institutions that don't have music, I'm like, how are we healing and we don't have something in the background to calm the stress of people? Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it's just simple modalities that people can do. So when you asked me earlier, outside of, you know, um, you know, becoming self-aware about your emotional intelligence um, and, you know, detoxing. Another thing, people have to take full responsibility of their energy. And what I mean by that is. Um, I teach my clients the vibrational frequency scale because I think that's the game changer, quite frankly. There was, are you familiar with this uh, doctor by the name of David Hawkins? David Hawkins. Sounds familiar. Okay. Well, he wrote this incredible book called Power Versus Force. And he introduced the vibrational frequency scale where he was able to measure with different emotions what they weigh, right, from in terms of hurt. So I always call blue, in, in the world of Nurse Blue, my goal is to be at an 852 hertz because that's unconditional love, right? Mm. But the lowest on the scale is shame, which is at a 20. So, you know, and then you can go as, you know, all the way up to like 900, which is like Jesus, you know, enlightenment, <laughs> whatever, right? <laughs> I'm trying to get up there, right? Yeah. But the whole But the whole idea is for people to understand when you step on your physical scale, you want to go down sometimes. But when you go on a frequency scale, you want to go all the way up, right? So I teach people as we release these soul toxins, how we can go up. And one of the great things that people can do is listen to, you know, great high frequency music. That's also a way 
to um, to help balance out the body. Um, and just at the end of the day, I think have a great appreciation for what you're eating, what you're listening to, um, the smells in your environment. That's why aromatherapy is so good. You know, um, minimize the uh, minimize the media. Um, negative news and you know minimize that the interaction of what's happening out here i can't take well i grew up in a news talk radio station and quite frankly i think that different back then it was different different, (laughs) absolutely but the 24-hour news cycle adds to the chronic stress it's a very unhealthy thing for you to take in 24 hours of negative vibrational anything and you know Come to the Soul Health and Wellness Club and hang out with Nurse Blue. You're going to feel better. Don't you feel better with us talking right now? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm about to give me a session by myself. <laughs> Sign me up. Nurse Come Blue. on. Um, origin of your name, Nurse Blue. Can you give us the, the story of your the origin of your name? I would love to. So um, the one person on this planet that taught me unconditional love was my dad. Purvis Span, the blues man. Give him a round of applause. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. So, um, my dad left the planet March March 14th of 2022. And he died of complications of Alzheimer's. And um, at his funeral, I told all of the community that I was going to keep his legacy alive. And so as we said goodbye, I said hello, and I'm a legacy child. So I'm here to serve. I'm here to elevate the vibrational frequency of the soul in my way and keep, and, and, and he introduced, I mean, we own the frequency. So I teach people about frequencies and finding wellness radio, you know, within themselves. So that's where blue comes from. Build, love, unite, and empower. And that's what we did at WVOL. We were known, we celebrated 60 years of serving the community. Um, Is it still and going? Still oh, yeah. It's still going. It's still a news talk radio station. Um, I'm not involved in it because you know how things kind of change. Soul toxins have their way of showing up in the family breakdown, okay? Mm-hmm. But, but here's what Nurse Blue does. Nurse Blue always leaves space for things to become whole because that's our goal, right? Wholeness is what we're looking for. But, yeah, it's there. Right. And you, uh, you, and you have your own podcast, correct? No, I don't uh, have my own podcast. Uh, I think you need one. You think so? Yes. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I'm going to exactly produce Nurse Blue podcast, and I would love to have you part of the roster coming up. Oh, uh, Jeff, from your mouth <laughs> to God's ears, hey, I'm ready. Hey. Uh, that's got to put the work in. That's all. Uh, I have a fan question for you. Yes. Um, ask Nurse Blue if she believes women have more loving energy than men if all the world leaders were women would there be as many wars and hatred amongst nations oh that's a great question it all depends on how healed the women are (laughs) bingo um i would tell you i have worked exclusively i was thinking about this today all of my superiors have been women Mm. My entire, even though my father owned the station, I still had a boss that I reported to as a woman. So I have a great appreciation for women leadership. 
I think that all of us possess, and that's a great question, sweetheart. I think all of us possess the uh, power to love. I think the feminine energy is what's needed to heal at this time, but we can only do so at a, in a space of wholeness. So if the leadership is operating from a space of wholeness, meaning we're not leading from the wound, we're leading from the scar, and we're teaching and empowering, we need that right now to heal the earth. That's what the earth needs. And actually, as we come into balance as masculine feminine, because we both have masculine feminine energy, then that's, that is the secret in, ingredient. That's why we're here. We're here to make this place whole. So women leadership is necessary, but any leadership that is operating out of a space of brokenness is dangerous. It doesn't matter if it's men or women. Perfect. That was a perfect answer. <laughs> uh, Nurse Blue, um, before we get out of here, um, is there anything else you would like to touch on and actually uh, give some more knowledge to our audience on how to do better when it comes to their mental health? Well, I will tell you that um, soul health is the solution. That's the solution you've been looking for. Soul health is the solution. And in terms of... Um, is it, uh, is it okay if I give them my information, Jeff, now? Absolutely, and also her information, her website and everything is in the description below. So if you want to book a session, all that good stuff, get some more information on Nurse Blue, just hit that um, link in the description. Thank you. So if you can come to soulhealthcommunity.com, and I just, you know, when you come to Soul Health, it's the home for the soul. I want people to grow in community, learning the power of who they are, and it's a place where you can live, love, laugh and learn because that's what the soul needs right so come to soulhealthcommunity.com come and check us out and actually um i give you a two weeks free trial to, yeah two weeks free trial and in terms of soul toxins i just want to show people how to release years of anger bitterness pain trauma slave stench if you're not feeling good inside or you having drama and, you know, all kinds of stuff is happening in your life, that's called slave stench. Mm. <laughs> and all of us have a little bit of it. Oh, yes, we do. All of us have it. I mean, I don't care how good, how much you have. I don't. You can be in a beautiful, privileged palace with soul toxins. So come and, and learn more about that so we can all heal and be emancipated by our own energy. Absolutely. Uh, Nurse Blue, it was a pleasure having you on. This is um, not the last time. Um, Yay! You're officially a Saucy alumni, so if you have anything in the near future uh, to promote or anything like that, you're more than welcome uh, to come back on this platform. The doors are Uh, always open to you. Thank you. Absolutely. Don't forget to actually go to Nurse Blue websites in the description below. Make sure you show love and support to all her social media platforms as well. I would like to thank everybody who joined in uh, to this live. If you didn't have the chance to join into this live, if you're listening at home, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, we appreciate you for um, listening to this podcast. Don't forget some to get some official social conversation merch. That's on Teespring. Just hit that social combinations link tree link. It will take you to all the platforms we're on and also to 
to where to get our official merch. Shout out to our sponsors, uh, Click A Vodka and also Holistic Remedies. Don't forget to use that promo code when it comes to Holistic Remedies. That's HRME Saucy. And you get um, 10% off, okay? We appreciate you. Shout out to my gracious co-host. I'll go be here today. Uh, shout out to Renee. Shout out to Dad. Shout out to Mac. And we're going to keep this movement going. Don't forget to look out for the 24-7 network. TV network is coming real soon. We got uh, the merch is almost done. Our server is done. So we're just looking for the right time to actually drop the network. So make sure you actually stay tuned to all our social media platforms to get updated information on when we drop on our TV network. Okay. So Nurse Blue, God bless you. Um, Thank you. God bless you, brother. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to working with you more in the near future. And good luck to you. Thank you. All the best to you. And thank you to your wonderful audience. Absolutely. absolutely. Let's go up the frequency, guys. Absolutely. Go up to blue. <laughs> absolutely. And the good words of Fat Joe. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Peace and love, everybody. Hold <laughs> on, That you can show some love Instead of hating so much When you see some other people coming up I wish I could teach the world a scene Watch some music and have them tripping off the joy I bring I wish that we can hold hands Listen instead of dissing lessons from a grown man And I wish the families that lack But got love, get some stacks Brand new shack and a lot that's on dubs And I wish we could keep achieving wonders See the vision of the world through the eyes of Stevie Wonder You feel me? And I hope all the kids eat And don't nobody in my family see six feet You dig? I hope the mother stands strong You can make it whether you with them or your man's gone And I wish I could give every celly some commissary And a purple ring and heat on a piece like they did like Kelly And I wish that D.O.C. could scream again And bullets could reverse and pop and biggie Breathe again. Then one day they can speak again. I wish that we only saw good news every time we look at CNN. I wish we could never get the blues. Wish I could bring back the people that died 82. I wish that we could walk the path, stay doing the right thing. Hustle hard so the kids maintain up in the game. Yes, I am hopeful for today. Take this music and use it. Let it take you away and be hopeful, hopeful, and he'll make a way. I know it ain't easy, but that's okay, cause we hope. Wish the wasn't so apocalyptic. I try to spread my message to the world the best way that I can give it. We can make it always be optimistic. If you don't listen, gotta live my life the best way that I can live it. I pray for justice when we go to court. Wish it was all good so the country never even. Even went to war. Why can't we kick it and just get along? And in the famous words of Mr. King, why can't we all just get along? Hope we can find a better way to shop and please and I Hope we find a better way to cop the keys and I Wish everybody would just stop and freeze and ask Why are we fulfilling these downfalls and these prophecies? You can be wrong if it's you doubting With the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains And only the Heavenly Father can ease the hurt Just let it go and keep playing on your knees and church. Today, take this music and use it. Let it take you away and be hopeful, hopeful, and he'll make a way. I know it ain't easy, but that's okay. Though I'm hopeful, yes I am hopeful for today. Take this.